and welcome back to Debatable. This solo episode is going to be a little bit different. Now that I have some more time to work on Zfeed, I'm experimenting with creating multi-platform content. So getting the same topic live in written articles on the site, which has a whole new look and feel, in audio format on the podcast, and in the more visual format on our Instagram account. It's a very exciting new phase for the business, but one that will definitely need to be adjusted and tweaked for a while until I get this mix right. Um, But I am really glad to have you on the journey and I hope you'll come along for the full ride. Now onto the focus of this episode, which will also be an article on the site. In 2020, we are consuming more news than ever. But do you really feel like you truly understand what you are reading? Social media is now the number one pathway directing Australians to news content. And while that makes it easier for us all to share and comment on stories, we still need to learn how to understand the news. I wanted to share a few things that I've learned from being inside the media machine that have helped me process the news that I consume in my own life. I really feel like getting informed shouldn't have to be intimidating or time-consuming. And I think just having a basic understanding of how the media works and how news is produced will go a long way to helping people kind of filter out the noise and get to the core of the important issues much faster in your daily scroll. So I'm going to talk through three simple things that I do when I'm reading news or doing research for an explainer on Zfeed. They're things that I think are pretty simple and everyone should just get in the habit of doing if you want to be as informed as possible. First and foremost, you need to click on the headlines. This might seem like really basic advice, but here's the thing. If you really want to understand what's happening in the world, you just have to click on the headlines. There's no way around it. You have to open the articles or press play if it's a piece of video journalism. With the rise of digital news, we are seeing a tendency to consume only the headline and take it as the essence of the full story. So you'll notice this everywhere on social media with people commenting on news articles when it's clear that they've taken the headline at 100% face value. Another bad habit is tagging friends in the post of a news article just based on the headline alone. And I think most of us are guilty of that. So I say it with no judgment. What we're doing is treating headlines like a one-line summary. We think it's a shortcut. But that's a misguided understanding of the role that a headline plays, particularly in the digital media landscape. Yes, headlines do signal what is the important element of a story. It lets the reader know what information they can expect to find within the piece. But headlines also have to serve a second function, which is to trigger an emotional response in the reader. It doesn't matter what the emotion is, it could be curiosity, happiness, anger, excitement, fear, even confusion. But that twinge of feeling is what gets you to click on this story and read this article over the infinite other content options you are presented with every single day on the internet. Human beings need emotions to make decisions, and that includes choosing which information we seek out. So news publishers have to spark your emotions for a split second 
so that you'll actually want to know the information that's being presented. And that is what headlines do. They are slippery beasts and writing a headline, a great headline is really a skill. But if editors aren't able to trigger your interest in this way, you won't click the story, which means you won't actually be getting any real information. People often mistake the emotional lure of a headline for clickbait, but they're not quite the same thing. The information in the headline still needs to broadly match what's in the story. The two functions have to work together because if the headline doesn't match the story, readers get pissed off and then they don't come back. So journalists and editors obviously want to avoid that. But if a headline makes you feel enough to click, then it's not necessarily clickbait. It's actually executed its function perfectly. So the first step to understanding the news better is an easy one, and it's just to follow your natural emotional response. If a headline piques your interest, if it makes you feel some type of way for better or for worse, just click on it. Just read the article because the purpose of that headline is not to summarize the story for you. It's to get you to pay attention to the story in the first place. Now, of course, publishers also need your views to sell advertising space to brands, but that's a separate conversation for another article and another episode of this podcast. Tip number two is to make sure you are double checking the tags and the labels on an article because not all coverage of a news topic is news. So get in the habit of checking whether what you're reading is reporting or whether it's an opinion piece. Reporting will focus on retelling what happened and why, sticking more or less to the observable facts. Opinion might also explain what happened and why, but from a very specific point of view. So this is where we allow for speculation or using more evocative language and where the writer can actually insert themselves into the story. Opinion writing tells us what someone thinks about the news, which can help us understand how issues impact specific groups. So that can be very helpful. Reading a mix of both is really essential for getting a better understanding of an issue, but it's knowing when you're reading one or the other that is really key. There are two ways that you can very quickly check whether or not you are actually reading an opinion piece. So number one is to look at the labels or the tags on that article. Most publishers will include an opinion label close to the headline or the writer's byline, or other labels might say comment or commentary or something similar to that. So you can look for that. Or number two, look for the writer's bio. So opinion pieces will often have a short bio of the writer at the very start or the very end of the article. So you can just quickly scroll all the way down to the bottom. It might um, link out to a book or a podcast or some kind of project that they're working on or explain their credentials. And that's a sign that this is a column or an opinion piece because you usually would not see this on standard news reporting. So it's a good clue. Like I said, both reading uh, opinion and reporting is helpful to understanding complicated issues. And in fact, sometimes opinion pieces are kind of the more easier to grasp. But because the intention of opinion writing is to provide a specific point of view, it can be really confusing if you're trying to interpret this as a straightforward recap of the facts. And actually, it could leave out details that don't fit that specific narrative. So it's just very important that you know when you're reading which and what function it serves. My third final and favorite piece of advice these days is to read opposite news. 
Opposite news is a term that I've made up, so let me explain. Everybody has their favorite news site. That's the publisher that you think gets it right most of the time and is doing the best job of explaining complex issues in a style that you like. And that is absolutely normal and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But reading only from the sources that you personally love creates an echo chamber around the important news information that you receive. So if you only get your facts from one source, that is going to limit your ability to think critically about the news and truly understand other people's points of view. As I spoke about in last week's podcast, Being able to see the merit in other arguments is really the only way that we can hope to move the world forward at all. And news plays a very big role in that. Because media outlets are writing for their own loyal audience, their content is generally going to match and reflect and reinforce the political beliefs of that audience. So the University of Canberra released an extensive and really interesting digital news study earlier this year. And in it, they plotted the political beliefs of Australia's major news publishers on a spectrum. The full graphic I've included in the article for this episode on ZFeed, but for reference, a quick recap of how it looks. So on the political left are brands like Junkie and The Guardian. Around the centre, you have brands including the ABC, Daily Mail Australia, which is where I used to work, and the Saturday paper. And then on the right side of the spectrum, you've got Sky News, The Herald Sun, and 9.com.au. That's the lay of the land, and that's pretty much who they're writing for, more or less. If you agree with everything that you read, you're in a really dangerous echo chamber. That is not going to enhance your understanding of the world, but instead it's actually going to stifle it. So rather than making you smarter, I absolutely promise that's a fast way to make yourself dumber. Reading widely is really crucial, but it's also really hard because there are just so many options out there and it's just a kind of a a difficult thing to do, to bring yourself to do. So this is how I kind of hacked my way to bursting my echo bubble and it's something that I would recommend everybody try at least for a little while. So first, go and look at this political graphic and find your favorite news site and see where they sit. And then identify at least one other site that's in kind of the opposite end of the spectrum to your favorite one. So if your favorite site's on the left, pick a site that's kind of comparably on the right or vice versa. And if you're in the center, I mean, maybe once upon a time, I would have said pick a side, but... I think if you're in the center, maybe pick two, one from each end. Then next, whenever you read an article that you find interesting on your favorite site, go and look for the corresponding coverage of that news event on the other site. So actually go and find a story that seems like it kind of matches what you just read. For an example, for me, I noticed that I was reading a lot of The Guardian. So to balance that out, I started to regularly read articles on The Australian as well. Now, I disagree with a hell of a lot of the opinion pieces and news stances that I read on The Australian, but I also agree with a lot of the things I read there too. And I think what's been the most powerful for me is realizing that both teams, both sites often use similar kind of rhetoric and similar tactics 
just on opposite sides of the debate and of the political fence. So when you notice that, you can start to strip it away and almost cancel out the bias on each side to really get to the crux of an issue. And from there, you can kind of decide what you think for yourself. It's very jarring in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Some days reading The Australian still makes me very ragey. But after a while, you do find the patterns in the way that each publisher covers each topic, which makes it all a little bit faster and a little bit more natural and easier for you. And I think above all, you just develop a much deeper understanding of the news that you read. And ultimately, isn't that better understanding of the issues the real goal? So a quick recap, because I know that's a lot of information to take. If you want to get better at understanding what you read in the news, make sure that you are, number one, clicking on the headlines to actually read the news. Number two, checking whether it's an opinion piece or reported news that you're reading. And three, regularly reading a news site that has a very different political bias to your own. If you want to chat about the media landscape with me, it's one of my favorite topics. My DMs, as always, are open, or you can send an email to hey at zfeed.com.au. If you found this episode helpful, I would really love it if you would share it with a friend, subscribe to the podcast, or check out our brand new website, zfeed.com.au.